Welcome to Bite Size Jazz, a podcast with a taste of new albums and new artists. We feature up-and-coming jazz musicians, world-renowned musicians, and everyone in between with short clips of their music. Learn more at bitesizejazz.com or by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm Stephanie Steele. Thanks for listening. Today's episode is a little different. We're featuring a shorter, bite-sized episode with an artist who has a few singles out already, and then we'll be releasing the full interview when they release the full album, and you'll get the whole inside scoop on all the tracks that they have recorded. Today's guest on the podcast is the New York-based drummer Charles Gould, talking about a few songs from his album Rhythm in Contrast. The general concept of the album is exactly how it sounds, music with contrasting rhythms and styles. Things that I like to explore other than just, you know, regular jazz swing beats. As you listen through the full album, you'll notice that no two tracks sound the same, with style switching between every song, sometimes even switching during the song, like in the tune Resisting Arrest. Arrest pulls together multiple styles for a pan-African groove. Charles explains that people within the African diaspora and community tend to draw lines to separate themselves from one another. People from Africa separate themselves from African Americans, Caribbeans separate themselves from Africans and African Americans, and even within the Caribbean, Latinos separate from those with darker skin. But at the end of the day, when you're pulled over or you're going through something with the police, they don't see all those differences. They just see, you know, African, you know, dark skin, whatever, Latino, and they're going to say, oh, he or she was resisting arrest. Charles felt those dividing lines personally. His father grew up in the white suburbs of Pittsburgh and his mother immigrated from Haiti when she was 15. You know, when you're biracial like I am, people are always trying to figure out what you are. You know, you're trying to figure out who you are and all that type of stuff. So I always, I feel like I paid attention to categories and what people identify as and is this, you know, black enough or is this white enough? Is this, is this Haitian or is this Af- American? And so I was discouraged by all the separation within, you know, the African diaspora community. Charles set out to blur musical lines with his song Resisting Arrest. The first section of the composition starts with a 6-8 West African kind of bembe feel. I'm like using that as the root because that's where most music from the Western Hemisphere comes from. When we're talking about African music, it comes from West Africa. When we get to the bridge section, now we're in the African-American swing and like the blues. And then we get back to the chorus, I guess, and we're back at the uh, West African thing, but more of a rock feel. Now you're blending the African-American and West African together come out of that, we saw Andrew Renfro takes an amazing solo. And then we go into the Latin Caribbean section. It's kind of like a Haitian-ish, kind of Mozambique-ish groove that I kind of come up with, you know, that I just like to play and was hearing but I wanted to add the element of, of Latin rhythms, Caribbean rhythms, like Afro-Caribbean rhythms in there. And then Steve Nelson takes an incredible solo. And then they, and at the end we take, they give me kind of like an Afro-Cuban vamp thing that I can kind of solo and hope to match Steve and Andrew on. 
Charles wrote Resisting Arrest during his time with the Jazz at Lincoln Center Orchestra. And I actually wrote the tune in between gigs, like on the road, like on the bus. Like I brought my laptop with me, my little MIDI keyboard. He did five tours with them after studying at Juilliard. It was really intense because every guy in that band is like a legend on their own right. And then like having Winton sit right next to me, always giving me tips and advice and rapping to me about what I should do here, what I should do there, you know, and then getting to comp for him and play with him and have him like playing right at me was, was pretty amazing. But the Jazz at Lincoln Center Orchestra wasn't his first professional experience. His dad, Ned Gould, is an acclaimed saxophonist best known for playing with Harry Connick Jr.'s band. Charles remembers his father playing at Small's Jazz Club often back in the 90s. And he didn't have a babysitter, so he would bring me and my brother to the smoke-filled club. And I was getting to see a lot of great music, whether I knew it or not. When Charles was just 11, his father started letting him sit in on a few tunes, and by the time he was 13, Charles held the drum chair at his father's weekly Smalls gigs. But my first official gig was when I was 11. I used to play with, uh, with Harry Whitaker every Sunday at Arturo's, which is a great pizza place, jazz club, piano bar type of thing. He used to give me the tip jar, and that was my pay, and it was like incredible at that time for me. In addition to his father and Harry Whitaker, Charles names the late Lawrence Lowe Leathers as an important musical influence in his life. Lawrence was an incredible drummer, known for playing with Cecile McLaurin Salvant, and a friend to all in the New York jazz scene, especially a mentor to Charles, who describes him as a big brother. A lot of people say, like, what would Jesus do? I always say, what would Lawrence do in a lot of situations, you know, because I really looked up to his playing like that much. He could paint with the drums, you know, he could paint sound with the drums. Charles dedicates the song Lowe's Lament to Lawrence and introduces the tune with a cool, smooth vibe. Because that was the thing with Lawrence, he always walked into the club or wherever you're at with a very, just an aura of cool. You know, so I was like, how could I make that into sound? And I knew Steve would make that sound great. You know, Lawrence was definitely a student of the music and he played with singers and he played with the great Johnny O'Neill, plays great traditional jazz and stuff. So I wanted to blend that with Lawrence's roots, which were in the church as well. So I wanted to write some kind of churchy chords and keep it bluesy overall. You know, and I wanted to feature Noah Jackson as well. Everyone knows he's a great bass player. He subs for Branford Marsalis. A lot of people don't know that he's actually a classically trained cellist first. So I really wanted to highlight and feature Noah's ability to play bow. Surrounded by musicians like Lawrence Lowleathers has shaped Charles into the drummer he is today. That's the thing I love the most about New York is that like, no matter how big of a fish I think I am, I am always fed humble pie and it spurs me to get better and keep going. And I'm just inspired too. Like not only am I shown that like, yo, you're not the man, but also people are like, hey, try this, take this. You like this, you know, here's another way to do this. Charles Gould has already come so far in his musical journey and we can't wait to see where else he goes. This was just a bite-sized preview into the full album that's being released in February 2022. The songs you heard were Resisting Arrest and Lowe's Lament, which can be heard anywhere you stream music or also purchased on Charles' website, Amazon Music, or iTunes. Stay tuned in for the full interview after the album is released in February. The best way to do that would be to hit subscribe on whichever podcast platform you're listening on right now. I'm Stephanie Steele. Thanks for listening to Bite Size Jazz.